get to talking in that goddamn thread it just be stuck at 50 <laughs> percent. like it just don't go anywhere else it's like well this is it nigga it ain't you know um man when i tell you that that nigga was so mad when i told him about buddy hey, like, hey, hey, nigga. hey, hey look, top right take it up look at the top right <laughs> <laughs> hey 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 guys it, it's been a while man it, it's actually it's been about a year since the last time we did the podcast but uh <laughs> But we back, we back, and you know uh, we gonna get right into it. Chris is supposed to be here, but he young, and he's doing young people shit, which means he left his charger at home, so he may jump in whenever he can. But if he can't, that's fine too. This is our fiftieth episode of Recording the Sources Podcast. Give y'all guys a big hand. Give yourself a big hand. A round of applause for the fiftieth. Yeah, put in that applause sound bite. I know I'm I'm not doing all of that and I got a sound I got a sound bite. It's going in exactly how y'all just heard it. Actual hand claps. Devin, say hello to the people. What's happening? What's happening? Big five oh, we here to stay and we back better than ever. Let's get it. Uh, I don't know. I mean he may be lying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> life things be happening. I don't know. Rob, say hello to the people. Hello, people. So Instead of all this other shit, we're going to get right into our topics. Our topics, I mean, since the last time we had a podcast, which was actually almost a year ago today, the NBA was a completely different organization. The structure, you know, impending doom is always the Golden State Warriors, but flash forward, I mean, a lot of stuff has happened in between. Um, You know, the year, the year time that we had, we've done a podcast and what we're doing right now. The flash forward a year, KD is no longer a Golden State Warrior. He's in Brooklyn. Um, Anthony Davis is in L.A. with LeBron. Russell Westbrook is in Houston. You have uh, Kyrie in Brooklyn. Uh, Kemba is in Boston. Am yeah. I missing? Am I missing anything else? Uh, it uh, seems like what's every- his name is in is. In Golden State. Oh, yeah. D'Angelo Russell, D-Loden is in, in Golden State. So the NBA has completely shifted. There's no longer an impen- you know, there's no longer a juggernaut, per se, in the NBA. But of all of the moves that happened over the year's time where we've been absent, fucking year, the entire year <laughs> that we've been absent, <laughs> what is the biggest move? Oh, we actually forgot about the biggest moves, actually. Um... Kawhi and Paul George are both in LA, but it's not the Lakers, they're in Clippers uniforms. So that like that's huge as well, considering that team won what, like forty five games last year? Uh-huh. No superstar on the team and they pretty much kept the same team together in the attitude. So mm-hmm. that's a completely different um look for the Clippers. Uh but we'll get into it. Rob, biggest move of the last year since we've done a podcast. In NBA? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest move has got to be the the. I mean, it's probably a toss up between Kawhi and KD because nobody really expected. Well, everybody kind of. I think assumed, everybody knew KD was out. Everybody knew KD was out, but everybody kind of assumed that it was to the Knicks. 
Everybody figured it was to the Knicks. Then all of a sudden, is uh, that just because of the Knicks? I don't. That's one of the things that pisses me off about. I, I, about I know where you, I, I know. I know where you're going with this. Like, why in the hell does anybody think anyone would want to? Go? I don't even know why the hell KD wanted to go there. That was his whole. That was and, and 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 the but, thing the thing is. Is is the way Nick fans felt about it? Like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to come in? It's like, yeah, yeah, the they, they make it. They make it seem like they're some perennial powerhouse, and they ain't won. They literally have not won anything in my lifetime. They haven't won seven. anything in my lifetime. I'm Thirty-six so, years old. So how they they sit around and have this sort of New York attitude where it's like we're we're the best at everything, and you're not. And he decided to go to Brooklyn. Now that's the New York. That's that New York state of mind. Yep. You know, that's just the way that they the way that they operate. So I hey, think no power I think to you, but your team is trash. KD going there, even with him being hurt, was probably was probably the biggest story, honestly. Like Kawhi going to LA. Everybody figured Kawhi was going to LA. Like nobody figured it was the late the uh the Clippers. The Clippers. Nobody but, thought that. But, but that was also because all you heard from all these idiots, you know, it's either the Lakers or it's the Raptors. The Clippers are out of it. You know, you get. I think they were trying to to wheel that into existence. When in actuality, the Clippers were probably the team that had the best opportunity to sign them. They, nobody was just talking about them, and nobody from the Clippers were saying anything because Jerry West runs a tight fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> Once he told everybody to shut up, yeah, uh, everybody shut up. The exact opposite of what was going on in L.A. But, and Magic talked too damn much. Period. Ma- Magic was running his mouth. Did a lot of talking. I heard at least three different interviews of Magic talking. <laughs> it was like Magic. What do you think is going to happen with Kawhi? Oh, he's definitely going to be a Laker. <laughs> like, oh, oh. And oh was, really? And there were so many people that were oh, saying shit. that too. Like it was all over the place. It was like, yeah, he's definitely going to just be. Like, ran, Magic. Ran, everybody. I mean, random players and everybody else. It's like random dudes from the Big Three. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's already signed. So, already Rick, signed. Ricky, it's Ricky Davis, right before he getting crossed up. By, uh... crossed up. You got Perk. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think uh, I think Jalen had him going back to the Raptors. He thought that was a, a thing. Chris, uh, uh, what, what what's the football player's name? I'm getting old, man. Who? Chris. Uh, play for the Vikings. The wide receiver. Chris Carter. Chris Carter had oh. him going nowhere. He was just saying shit. No, like, like Kawhi hasn't made a decision regardless of what you've heard. Like, oh, you're no different than anybody else, man. Like, you're saying he's I made no like, decision. I feel, I feel like he was trolling, man. Just the, the way he was wording his tweets, man. Like, I feel like he was he was he was being an asshole. That's possible because he's an like, asshole. Yeah, he's like he's a football guy. So, like, why would he have basketball? Insider knowledge, all because stuff. he said because he said him and, and Uncle Dennis are tight. <laughs> Uncle Dennis Dennis is apparently yeah, yeah. tight with everybody. Yeah, he didn't know nothing. To listen to it. So um, real, real quick, there's like a, where there was this huge <laughs> brawl in the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Reds, Reds in a Pittsburgh game. Yes, involved with a bunch of guys who apparently are getting traded while this game is happening. Puig has just been traded. And I guess some other guys, and they got like this real big brawl that's happening. <laughs> they came together on that. Let's where, do this. With a pitcher like went after everybody, and he's just swinging on everybody. And Puig has has you know anger issues, so look, he got the whole team holding him back because that's a strong that's a strong individual right there. I would not want to get hit by him. So this is this is incredible right now. 
Robin is over there enjoying herself. This is the most important sorts of shit ever. Because it happens almost every episode. But somebody's watching something. This oh shit, this is happening. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, I think that's a great part of a podcast. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, this is we're, we're, we're in it right now. Devin, biggest move of the offseason to you? I think the biggest move of the offseason was um was uh the the moves that didn't happen, especially Which with is. like it's like Kawhi not going to L.A. KD not because I was in the rear group that thought that KD was going to stay. And I think he would I have. Did. I thought he would have if they... If they if, wouldn't have shit on him. If all that stuff didn't happen. Like, it was a lot of stuff going on. But then again, if you look back at that whole situation, it all turned out... To, like, everybody was like, I can't believe Draymond did what Draymond did. But it kind of seems like he had a reason to do it. Because if you <laughs> think about it, it was like a little point in time where... Because when, when did that happen? It happened, like, right at the beginning of the season. Right at the beginning right? of the season when they were but playing I the think, but they were playing the Clippers or whoever they were playing. But I think Boston was on a West Coast trip at the same, like around that same time. And I, I think he met up with motherfucking Kyrie Irving, and they had a little like this. Like this whole thing you've been cooking, man. Mm-hmm. And I understand I mean, why. But we we been. all we all knew that though. I mean, yeah. But when it first came out, people were like, "Well, what, we didn't know who he was talking about." But I think that like that specific thing is why Draymond blew up the way that he blew up. Like, well, you leaving? You already know you leaving. Well, okay, you didn't leave, but everybody was looking at Draymond like he was crazy. Like, why would he do that right now? Well, it's well, it really didn't make a difference. The nigga was leaving no matter what. Uh huh. He turned out to be right, and that's the and, and, we're, and, 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 and we're talking about what happened or at what point was this? Was this, this was like this was like right before the All Star break, I think, or maybe like uh, maybe not right before the All Star break. It may have been like November. Maybe mid, like uh, beginning of uh, December, but that was when you know he called him a bitch and told him, right, 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 right. We don't need you. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think that came out of nowhere. Like, no, it, I mean, knew. no, they it didn't. I mean, they 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 all knew. I mean, these dudes, you know, yeah, everybody they, apparently knew. Did they, there's there's this whole adage that you know men talk more than women, which I never I never believe that garbage. But there's probably something all to you all of these talk dudes. About is one dude, one person yeah. say something. Because Bobby Portis was like everybody in the league knew uh, the case yeah. in New York. Yeah. Like every just waiting on it to happen. Everybody knew. So everybody so, probably knew. Like so, you know, Draymond, that the whole situation with Draymond happening, the way that it happened, you know, and the same thing, like I don't like Ethan Strauss, but the whole thing with Ethan Strauss too, when you know he brought it up to KD and KD was telling him, you know, you know, grow up or whatever, and all of that other nonsense. Well, it's like the shit that came out afterwards, it kind of, you know, it proved the point. You were gonna leave no matter what. And that actually, not like I used to think that until everything came out, that I thought that okay, well maybe KD will stay. Like I don't see why he would leave. But then I mean, you know, he he continuously talked about how Kyrie was his friend, and he, you know it, it comes out that Kyrie is like his best friend in the league. And it just seems like he just wanted to go and hoop with his dude. I mean, and that's cool. You know, I understand it. You win, you know, multiple championships, and I think for KD, he thought that when he won championships, it was going to bring him some sort of peace. Um, career-wise, and I think that once he won the first championship and he didn't get the feeling that he wanted out of it, and then it happened again, it was like, well, if I'm not getting what you know, I'm not getting what I want out of winning. What is the purpose of me staying here and doing this? Like, I want to go out there and have fun and potentially still win, but do it and and enjoy it. And um, he's a sensitive dude, you know. So uh, the whole thing with Golden State. You know, even though you would think that him going into Golden State, he would know that Golden State is, you know, Steph Curry's team. I think he wanted a level of love they were never going to be able to give him. 
because in actuality, he was basically just a mercenary. Like, it's hard to give a mercenary some love when you know he can leave whenever he wants to. Like, Steph ain't going nowhere. Especially with him coming from OKC, where when he was in OKC, he was, you know, like a god to most to that fan base. Yeah. Like, and they you're going to go to state over, over Russ, like, yeah. more often than not. And then you go to Golden State where there's already you like this this it's fandomonium for their favorite players. Like you just you know you, you're in the back burner. And I don't think he really he didn't understand that that was the way it was going to be when you know when he went there. Like everybody else did, but I thought he you know he thought something else. But I don't think that Golden State did anything wrong. You know. Um, you know, outside of the thing with his with his leg, if they knew it was an Achilles injury or a calf injury, whatever, like that, you know, that's all a little bit sketchy. But at the end of the day, regardless, he knows, you know, he knows how he feels. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he like everyone's talking about like, well, they, you know, they gave him the wrong information, but he knows how he feels. And he made a decision as a grown ass man and an athlete to go out there and play the game and whatever happened, happened. Uh, I don't think they made him do anything. I don't think they pressured him into anything. I'm sure there was pressure because, of course, the team wants you to go out there because they're trying to like, like that was one of the things that I kept hearing about they pressuring him into going. Well, what the fuck were they? So they're not like they're not go out there and play, but they're you know the expectation is if you can play, you should. Like I just think that's the way that it goes with sports. Like if you can play, you go out there and play. He felt like he could, so he went out there and played. Nobody pressured like he, like they talk, they talk about KD like he's like a, about eighteen, seventeen year old dude. He's a thirty year old man. He made a decision. It just didn't go out. It didn't work out the way that they all wanted it to. But nobody put him on the court. The only person that could put him on the court was him. And that motherfucker was out there dancing, doing his little dance that he always does. Before. Like he wanted to be out there, and, and and without them telling him explicitly, no, motherfucker, you can't play. He was gonna play at some yeah. point. Yeah, it, it was gonna happen. And they weren't gonna tell him that because they thought he could play. That's it. But uh, and he still shouldn't have been out there. He probably shouldn't have been out there, but he wanted to be. So who's gonna tell him though? That's fine. I'm just saying that's, that nigga still shouldn't have been out there. He had no business on that court. He didn't, but he went out there because he wanted to. That's on him. It is. On any, on more than anybody else. So all of the blame in the Golden State, that goes out the window. That's a grown-ass man. He wanted to play. You can't stop him. I remember listening to, um, who was it? Who was that, the, 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 the asshole bear um, wide receiver? Uh, There's a lot Colonel, Colonel watch yourself now. Uh, they all assholes, they're bears, but you know, David uh, Terrell. No, 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 no. The late, the one who came um, from Denver, asshole, Brandon Marshall. Oh, Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall. They used to talk about how they couldn't stop his ass from doing any fucking thing. It's like, Brandon Marshall, you don't have a you don't have a press conference today. What the fuck? Brandon Marshall is up here doing a press conference. <laughs> they couldn't stop him from doing anything. Brandon, we don't think you should play today. Brandon Marshall is out there playing today. These you know, athletes, like, sure, you can tell them whatever you want. But if they decide they're going to do it, there's really nothing you can do to stop them. And I'm not going to blame Golden State for that grown-ass man making a decision that he made. And it didn't even really hurt him. I mean, he still ended up getting a max fucking contract. So what the hell? Um, so going into the next season, who do we think has the best team? Oh, that's that's tough for me, man, because I don't really like to give motherfuckers a title just so no, I can No, 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 we're not saying who's going to win a championship. 
But if you're just looking at the the rosters, you know, from one to thirteen, who do you think has the best overall talent up and down? Mm-hmm. Mm. If you want to give like two, three different teams that you think are like right there, you can do that too. Chicago Bulls. Hey man, <laughs> always it's always the Bulls. But if you can't pick the Bulls, <laughs> what like who is I'm, I mean, I'm bullshitting. First of all, there's no, there's no way. But yeah, we're gonna we win a championship. Fuck them up. Damn. <laughs> You talking about fam and championship? Um, I don't know. That's a good question, man. Because I'm with, I'm with Devin. Like I don't want to be everybody kind of nut riding uh, the Clippers right now. And I, I ain't, I'm not, Clippers got, I'm a, really not good, they got a really good team. So I'm I'm gonna wait to see what how that team plays together. I think offensively, it's gonna take them some time. That's but my once that, that's my once thing. that deep. I mean, I don't. I think that team is gonna be. A great defensive team from jump, from the start of the season, you know, you know, and it's always health permitting to the end of the season. I think that team is yeah. going to be good defensively. And that's my that's my question I have about that because last year the Raptors, for whatever reason, not whatever reason, but you saw why they did it. Real, yeah. So does all of that go out the window now, and does he just play? No, back to back all the time. No, I don't think so. And he's playing, you know, I don't know, seventy games this year now. N- nope, because they're smart enough to know that they have two guys and they can balance them o- them both off against each other. You need a couple of days off, then you're playing. You need a couple of days off, then you're playing. We don't have to play you guys eighty-two games, seventy games. They can play sixty-five games, sixty games, and both of them get some time off. Like that was a big problem with Paul George in the playoffs this year. Like the, the shoulder thing is because he was like, I mean, he had a hell of a season, but he played too goddamn much. The, that was not an issue with Kawhi. And that was one of the things that I heard that he was talking about, like with all of the teams being able to bring his own doctors in and, you know, monitor himself and, you know, man, you know, low management and all of that. And I think every team was willing to give him that. So I don't think, you're going to see a situation where he's playing 70 games a season. I think you're not going to see superstar basketball players play that many games in the season, like maybe ever again. Yeah, it's kind of unnecessary. I just kind of I hate when people, you know, complain about it and talk about you know, you know what the, the players did in the 80s and 90s. It's like, well, we 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 saw 12 seasons. Yeah, I said we we so we have evidence now. We have stats and we have the paperwork that shows. That that wasn't smart. It was not it smart. Wasn't, it wasn't smart. You can't do what LeBron is doing by playing 82 games a year. You can't do that. It's impossible. The, the human body is not made up to do that. Not for that. I do long. just want to add that LeBron LeBron did uh, average 27 games in his 17th season. That is uh, – show me somebody else has done that. Yeah, it's a couple, it's a couple right? No, it's not a couple. I mean, I he, had, think so. he had a great season. I mean, I, I don't want to say a great games? season. He had a good what? season. But he was – but, see, that's the problem. He was playing so much because he was trying to keep them afloat, and he ended up getting hurt. If if, if they were a solid team, he wouldn't have had to put up those numbers. And why, why did Paul George get hurt? Because all them goddamn shots he had to take. Well, he played a lot. This much, and Paul George started adding on to that. And at that point – 
See, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a Doc Rivers team do that yet. If they have, you know, may, I just maybe I'm, I just don't remember it, and I could be wrong. But Doc Rivers does have a little bit of an old school mentality in, in the sense of like how he coaches his players. So, you know, I don't take, think they would have gotten Kawhi if, if they were, you know, right. Thibsum. Yeah. Uh, so I don't You're think right. you, you got to worry about that. <laughs> I think he's going to get all of the time off that he needs to manage his body, get ready for the playoffs because, I mean, you saw what he did in the playoffs. And had he played as many games as, um, you know, a player would normally play, mm-hmm. he, he's not as fresh as he was. He can't do the things. That not to mention, Doc definitely going to give him everything he won't because he, what is it? His contract is only two years with the third being an option for himself. <laughs> yeah. So it's oh, two, yeah. And, two and one. And that's pretty much what they all did. They all did two and one so that they could. I thought it was a three and one. No. Nah. Uh, no, it's a two and one. Yeah, he capitalized off this market. Yeah, everybody everybody went two and one. So he lined his contract the way, up the way, with Paul George. The way the NBA works now, I mean, it's probably the best thing, player-wise. Yeah. That's one of the things, you know, I, I was I was looking at. I think what the owners believe they could do is just throw money at the players and then you'll be able to control them. Yeah. And maybe in the early 80s, 90s, 2000s, you could have, you know, thrown as much money as possible. You could control where the guys are going. You can keep them. But it's like, I think we've reached the um, the tipping point. Like, there's a point where, like, how much money is enough money? Like, okay, you can either have $175 million or 190 Yeah, maybe in 1998, 2008 the dude is like man i can't leave that amount of money we saw we just saw carmelo like five years ago he couldn't leave that money he couldn't he had to take it but now these guys are like man 100 what's the difference between 155 and 185 and that's why you see ownership instead of waiting for free agency they try to they try to manipulate these players with extensions it just happened today they signed they gave yeah, CJ McCollum that, ex, that extension for 100 mil so now you know they mean, put the pressure on If he on wants him. to take it, fine. Right. Fine. But everybody can't be controlled with money. Like, if you look at Kawhi, I think I saw something, you know, don't take the numbers um, as exact, but he left somewhere upwards of, like, $50 million over the money that he lost in San Antonio, then the money that he lost in, um, in Toronto for the contract that he ended up taking in, L- in L.A. Like, he lost, like, millions and millions of dollars. But there are some things that you can't put a price tag on. He wanted the peace of mind. He's talking about, you know, only having three months out of a year to go and spend time with his family members. And he's coming back and it's like, oh, man, that baby's walking and this kid's talking. That kid's in college. You know, like, you can't put a price tag on the amount of time that a basket athletes in general miss around their family. And that's why he went with L.A. because he wanted that peace of mind. You can't throw money at these guys anymore. I think they have to figure out a different way to try to keep them in whatever city they want to keep them in because money is not going to do it anymore. It just doesn't. Especially when these guys, I mean, the amount of money these guys are making, not just with basketball contracts, but just in general. It's like, all right, so you can throw whatever you want to throw at me. I'm going to get, you know, another 50, 60 million from whoever, Adidas or whoever. So I, I'll, I'll be I'll be okay. I'll, losing out on that thirty million dollars is like us losing out on thirty for them. Three hundred, three thousand. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll be all right. Oh, we also we forgot about uh, Chris Paul being in OKC. 
like we talked about <laughs> Russ being in um in Houston completely forgot about that, that dude is <laughs> like Rumble, ain't he? I mean he's like I don't think there's anything to talk about though, right? No, I mean, yeah, if you look I, that team isn't like some contending team, but if Chris Paul is you know what he was last year, they could contend for like an eight spot. Like they could, they could contend for a shit. I mean, I didn't I say know. they would get the eight spot. I said I they know. could contend for it. Because it really got There's Gallinari. There's too many good teams uh, contending for the A spot, though. There, there was like yeah, three yeah I mean, they're all contending, the but somebody has season. to get it. They could be, they'll be what? there. They'll be around there. They'll be around the A spot if he stays there. Is he, as I was going to say, say, is he staying there? I say, if he I stays there, probably not. Tonight, but no, bro. Uh-uh. See, but that's no, where, who, where is he going to go? Miami. He's going to end up in Miami. That's what I'm thinking. He's taking that fucking contract. Miami. Miami is going to take the contract sooner or later. You know they got so the Jew money down there. They they, they got it. They oh do my it. god! So Listen, it's, it's a... <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to get rid of demographics. I'm just being honest. All right, we are never ever. We're never like you're the reason why we don't have any sponsorships. <laughs> they motherfuckers, motherfuckers know what they got down there. Shout out to my homies in Highland Park, Lahaim. And all that. Uh, it's too late for all that. <laughs> Look, Devin said because his last name Wittenberg, he can get away with it. Hey, yo, listen, listen. If I had a dollar for how many times I get that in just a week, oh, Wittenberg, are you Jewish? No. No. However, <laughs> if a check is on the table, <laughs> well, I am. I can't deal with this dude, man. <laughs> Let's switch gears completely. However. I'm tired of Devin shit already. Yeah, they got that money down there. We don't switch gears. We switch gears, goddammit. We switch gears. We're going to cut out all of the NBA and go directly to the team that we care the most about. Chicago. Chicago yeah, so I'll get the fuck out of here. Jesus. So uh, we had we had all of that NBA stuff for the people in the front. Now for the guys that really matter, the Bulls fans. How do you guys feel about the Bulls offseason? Oh, this is, it, this, is oh, man. this is wonderful. You know, this is just above average of what they usually do with their mediocre shit. You know, I've kind of backed off on my fire guard packs, but let me get you back on the. Let me get you back on there. Let me get you back because I know I know you're gonna love this story. I know you're gonna love this story. They offered Nico Miritich forty five million dollars to come back. He turned it down, and that is exactly why (laughs) we need to put more money. I listen. I watched a Democratic debate tonight, and I feel like I could run for somebody's office at some, somebody, some level. We need to put together a coalition. Imagine my hands up in the air like Bernie Sanders. We need to put together a coalition of people to boycott outside of the United Center. All it takes is one game. One game, somebody getting fired. I guarantee you. It could never, be that, it could be that motherfucking chicken bottom. It could be Garpat. <laughs> <laughs> somebody got to go. Neil Funk with that cold in his throat. Somebody got to get fired. Okay. Shit like that. Forty five million dollars. I just wanted to get, you, wanted to get you back on the on the on the bandwagon of firing though. But forty five million dollars. Forty five million. But for beyond what? that. I, 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 I don't know. Wait, 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 w
Andres Nocioni had. I knew that was coming. Was coming. They, these people, <laughs> y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. All they want is a is a, a folk hero. That's it. A cult uh, Devin, Devin was about half a second away from saying the great white hype. I was going to say it, but I was like, I was like, you know, let me take a more eloquent take to this. But yes, that's exactly what we're not eloquent. We're stupid as shit. We is a great white hype. These these suburban white boys. I love y'all. Shout out to Downers Grove, Naperville. I see y'all doing y'all thing. Keep getting that money. But keep buying season tickets. And selling them for a profit. Do your thing. Anyways, they love, you know, they love people like this. You know, the Kirk Heinrichs of the world, Andres Nocioni, Nico. RTD, RTD Akino. Oh, my God. Scalabrino. That's all they want. They just love that whack-ass effort. And I listen. (laughs) He's got a strong nose for it. Like like, what you're going to say, oh, this is a high-energy guy. Yeah, he has a high high IQ. Don't nobody give a fuck about that shit. He's athletic as hell. He can run an offense. He can definitely run an offense. That means he can't do anything. Man, listen, and that's the problem with Chicago sports fans. They see shit like that, and and guard packs and the Reinsdorfs, they know it. They know that they can manipulate the fan base with shit like that. Oh, he's a he's a high energy guy. He's a he he brings his lunch lunchbox to work. Motherfucker, you gonna go to work without without food? We had to get we had to get you get you ranting. That's the only reason I brought that up. But beyond beyond that stupid shit, the forty five million for Nico. What did you think about the uh, the offseason? I know everybody wanted the Bulls to make like some big splash. Oh, we make it a big splash. Woo! But we, never we, all, we, we all wanted it, but don't we all but they, knew that but they it, already made I, their big splash. Their yeah. big splash was Otto Porter in February. Yeah. They, they said they January said because they so, basically told their fan base, "Listen, we, we know we know we whack, and we know nobody wants to come here, so we're gonna trade for somebody and make them come here." But you know what? Because there's something to be said about that as well, and I yeah, don't think it has anything yeah. to do with the front office either. Because if Kevin Durant was willing to go to New York to play for Dan fucking Gilbert, the Dan Gilbert. Listen, look at that. I'm saying Dan Gilbert because there's one racist guy <laughs> that owns the team and another racist guy that owns the team. But if he's willing to go to um, New York to play, I, I don't think that those, those are the things. Yeah, Dolan. I don't think that those are the reasons why. I think these NBA players don't want to be in the middle of the fucking country where it's cold all the goddamn time. And I don't blame them because I didn't either. That's why I fucking left. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. And, hey, I'm going to need you to chill on Chicago, bro. It's not, I'm not just talking about Chicago. I'm talking about any place where it's fucking cold all the time. Minneapolis. Okay, so any of those when it's cold out. What's what Detroit. New York, though. What'd you say? I said New York is freezing when it's winter out. Like, it's like it is Chicago, but it's yeah, but, but it's different, though, because that's like the second or the, the biggest market in America. Mm-hmm. Like, so that, that makes like, we're like the third or fourth. Like, it's, like, it's different. We're third. You know, you want to left. You either want to be on the left side or the right side, like that, or you want to be in one of these very, very warm states. Like that's just the way. Like, at, like Miami, Miami, Houston, Houston, L.A. And the reason why, like, nobody has actually gone to the Knicks is like, okay, you're going to Brooklyn because very like, talented young ladies in Houston, by the way. They are very talented. Yes, they are. yes. Shout nice out to them. They have 
like a good culture going over in Brooklyn. So I can understand why you want to go to Brooklyn. Nobody wants to go to New York, so but it, but it is that they're, they're building a culture. They are. They're they're <laughs> cultivating a winning team. And not as to mention some to, of these other places that are like you said on the east or the or the or the uh, west. You got places that don't have taxes either. Yes, yeah. that's a key. That's a key factor, right Florida, there. Florida, you don't have any any state taxes in Florida. Texas. I just went down and bought my kids a whole bunch of school supplies. No fucking state tax. There was no tax. Go back to school. No tax. Yeah, it had a whole. It was thing. crazy. My whole life, I've been used to. If I'm buying something for a dollar, I know to dig in my pocket for the fifteen and, cent and for the Chicago, fifteen or for, for the ten. Chicago, the extra forty five now. Yeah, <laughs> charging y'all forty five. Yeah, I, I went. I went in the gas station and bought something for a dollar. And the girl gave me a penny back. I was like, what the hell is this? Nah, no sex tax, buddy. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I am in Florida. Speaking of politics, this is what this is the problem. With the whole, I thought our big splash, when I was watching the, what was it? The, uh, the lottery. The draft lottery. I thought for sure, oh, yeah, it's happening again. The D-Rose situation <laughs> is going to happen. Hey, really? You thought that? And, but, you, and you, but you know what? Lori Lightfoot, God bless her heart. She got elected mayor. I don't know who she didn't make a deal with, but we didn't get that top pick. And yeah. it's, it's gotta have, be politics. See, that's because she a mo. That's why. That's because she a mo. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's exactly right, right there. You see when how she you, got her hands crossed with the you when, you when you when you look at it, a de- the deal was made. The NBA decided. All right. Because of this, Anthony. Well, this is this is how I look at it. If you t- want to talk about conspiracies, the NBA was like, "All right, with this whole Anthony Davis deal, y'all about to lose this, this dude to LA yeah. to like he's going can't to let LA. y'all leave him for nothing." So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna give y'all number one pick, and y'all get Zion, and y'all can replace him with him. Same way we did, we get when we gave Rose to the Bulls when they shouldn't have got when they shouldn't have got him, and, and, and Patrick Ewing to the and Knicks, Ewing when to the Knicks when they shouldn't have got him. It it it, it did happen. Everybody has their conspiracy theories, but we're gonna go. We're gonna get back into the actuality of the Bulls offseason. So I think the so, Bulls did very well. As much like you said, we want to give guard packs a bunch of shit. Because yeah, they knocked this. They, they, they have. They, 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 they had a long tenure here, longer than it should have been. But they made some really solid additions to this team. What are you yeah. saying, Chris? I'm gonna run through the names real quick. So they drafted Kobe White. Like him. Daniel Gafford. He's I decent. like him too. Uh, then they signed that. Then they bought in somebody that I feel like nobody's really paying attention to is uh, Sadoransky. Like, Sadoransky is guards. just as good a pickup as that. Yeah, man. Exactly. Sadoransky, that, that, that white boy got game. He got game. He can play the one, the two, and the three. So he really kind of is the wing that we need next to Otto when they run and they go small. Because he's 6'8. So he's definitely six was, eight. And he I, like, shoot. I, like, I like the center they signed from uh from the Nick Cornet. Is that his name? Cornet Lou Cornet. Yeah, he's he, yeah, like yeah, he I remember, the only thing I remember is how he smoked the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> remember him smoking our ass for like 32 threes. Uh-huh. Like, hey, y'all ever going to jump out and stop this dude from shooting threes on you? And then when you do that, he's dunking all of our big men in the post. That's because Wendell wasn't playing, but. I was just about to say, <laughs> speaking in actualities and dunking and shooting threes, I want to make sure I say this, and I want it to be very clear so everybody understand. People in our thread, NBA Twitter, I'm not going to tolerate no more motherfucking disrespect of Lori Markkinen. I'm not going to have it. 
The boy was injured for most of last season. Man, he had that, that stretch of time. I'm like, not going to have January it. January up until that 17 overtime game that they played. He was averaging 20 and 10, man. The boy was 20 and 10. Down. I forget. I, I think it was. Hmm, what was I mean, it? One of the games against the Cavs like where LeBron with... was just like, LeBron, it was LeBron and Tristan Thompson. They were like, who the fuck is this? And yeah. he was lighting them up. Lighting the game, the up. game against the Knicks, he was killing. Killing Porzingis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah. last year he was going he crazy. He on his head a couple times, too. He was going crazy last year when he came back and he finally got his legs underneath him and he's, you know, he's playing well. And then that game, it was a four-overtime game. He damn near died. Like, <laughs> he, with, he was never the same after that game. Never like, the he same. had a heart problem. <laughs> like, they had to take, stop playing him because he had heart issues. Because he's playing what? He played Thibs minutes. Like, you can't. <laughs> I'm coining that, too. He can't. You cannot play a guy Thibs minutes. It's impossible for them to survive that. Like, that was his first taste of it, and it almost killed him. So, you take all that into consideration. <laughs> that This is, I think this is kind of. It has gone kind of, you know, under the radar. With Laurie coming back, now he has a full se- a full off season to, you know, train and, not and get his rehab. body ready and not rehab. You match that with the Thaddeus Young signing, I, which I think I don't think like at, at first I was like it's not the name that I wanted. Everybody, but now that, looking but like, at man, it, y'all know how good he is. Exactly. Like, now really looking good. at it, he pads that he pads Boylan's defense. You you know he gives you. Like that stagnant time where you can hold a team to us, you know, you can hold them from not going on a huge run while Laurie, Zach, and everybody else can rest, especially Otto Porter and them. And he can shoot. I'll come from the other side of it. I, it wasn't that the name at first that I was like, ugh, like this dude came balling. I knew the dude could hoop. I was more worried. It's like, all right, well, where are you gonna play him at? Like, like, yeah. so is he come? Is he coming in as a off as a bench. starter? Is, no, is he's like, off the bench. No, he's off I, mean, the bench. I mean, after, I mean, after talking through it now, I'm like, all right, I can see that now. But initially, hearing that name, I'm like, wait a minute, is yeah. this dude coming in being a being a, a starter or you know, like that? That was my initial concern. It That's wasn't why that, I was glad they got him. That yeah. right there, I was glad they got because if you look at the Bulls last year, like every year, bunch of fucking injuries. Injuries mm-hmm. devastated the Bulls. I still think that if they don't have so many injuries, they, they potentially get that. Seed. They may get that eight seed. But the reason why they couldn't get it is because they had to play so many guys last year that aren't NBA basketball players. Shaquille what they Harrison did, should not be getting fifteen. Like a lot of those guys, like yeah, we we love them. We love watching them when they were playing well, but they were not NBA. They're they're not guys. They're not rotational guys. Now they have people. They have a team from 1 through 10, that yeah. should actually be playing in the NBA. Now, if somebody does go down, you don't have to be like, God damn, we got Archie Diacono playing. <laughs> oh, God damn, we got to put Felicio in. Oh, you know, my God. I, you know, like, Thank now God they, they have an actual NBA roster. Like That's an important thing. Having an, an NBA roster is important. You need guys. Like, if you think about it, that's actually what really hurt the Golden State Warriors. In the end, yeah, you got KD, but a lot of those dudes that you had to play, they probably would not be playing yeah. on other teams. But you they have to play really, them because you don't really have any depth. The Bulls didn't have any talent outside of their starting five. And when the starting five got injured and somebody went out, then what? Now you have actual NBA basketball players. I want to see what happens when Zach doesn't have to facilitate 
the entirety of the offense. Like everyone was like, man, Zach, you know, you know, they were getting down on Zach in the middle of the season. You know, when he started, his numbers started dipping. But, you know, Laurie wasn't playing. He was shouldering the brunt of everything. He was, you know, generating the offense for everybody else, generating his own offense, you know, basically running the point guard. Man, he was so tired. You Sooner or later, he face. was going to get tired. But now you got Sadoransky. You, you could throw Kobe out there. Um, you got Thad Young. You could throw the ball down to him. Let him post up. There's going to be spacing everywhere. Like, those are the things that, you know, you're going up and down the court. It's not such a grind anymore because you don't have you were- guys <laughs> – that, that shouldn't be playing, playing. You have actual NBA players. Like, that's important. You have well, to build you around the guys. To the front court. And did not mention Chris Dunn at all. <laughs> because he said, he's, I don't think Chris Dunn is going to be here for very long. I mean, I hope that, you know, I, my hope for him would be, okay, I know where I stand with this organization. I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to go out here and play, get my trade value up so I can get out of here. But I don't know if he's that type of guy. I don't know what he – I don't know what Chris Dunn I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man, because – just when you when you draft Kobe and you and you uh, pick up Sadoransky, like they, they're gonna want their first round pick to play. They're gonna want him to play. Now you can play him together. Right, number right, seven right, pick. Right. You, that's first. He's starting. I don't, I don't know what he I, is. Yeah. And it, I mean, he's another reason why they couldn't be as good as they were. Like yeah, he had flashes. Before he almost broke his neck in that game, you know, the one where he lost his tooth. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing well up until that point. But afterwards, he came back, and he just couldn't shoot. <clears throat> like, what are you going to do with that? You have a point guard the teams are just backing off of, and, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, yeah, he plays good defense. Sure. But I've said it multiple times that, you know, basketball is not a game where defense wins you championships. I don't give a fuck what none of these basketball players tell you. Because you can play the greatest defense and a nigga just hits a fucking shot. So and I was then, having a conversation, my bad, with, uh, with my brother a, a, a while ago about uh, the Bulls. So I'll ask y'all this. Are they in the playoffs next season? I think so. Yes. I think so. I do. And so I, we, I, went, I, we, went down, we, we went down the list of teams, and he had a couple that I wasn't so sure about. Like, not I'm, cool. not, I'm not so sure about Toronto. I think they'd be okay, but like guaranteeing them. Uh, I mean, they, what do they got? They got Fat Martin ass. Saul. Okay, <laughs> he got Kyle Lowry, uh, <laughs> Siakam. I think is going to take a step forward. Um, okay, let's go. Let's throw them in. There. Let's throw Toronto in there. Okay, who's next? Obviously, you got Milwaukee, Boston. Boston. Um, Philly, Philly. Are you putting putting Miami in there? I'm not putting Miami in there quite yet. (laughs) Like, no, they're gonna have to fight for a spot. So we got four so far. Uh, Those are the only guarantees. All right, so the eighth seed last year and the seventh seed is Detroit. Detroit, they uh, they got D. They they got D. Rose. I feel like they're gonna be like a six or a fifth seed probably. Now the Pacers lost. That young and Victor Oladipo isn't. I don't think he's slated to start the season yet, is he? I don't know, Probably but they did not. pick up Brogdon, and um, that's true. They picked up Brogdon and somebody else. Brooklyn was the sixty. Now they got Kyrie, so they're gonna be out there. But so yeah, uh, Brooklyn to be in there. That's another one. So five. Brooklyn is a guarantee. I think Indiana is gonna be there, and then you have the seventh and the eighth seed is up for grabs. So Charlotte signed <laughs> Scary Terry. <laughs> so, Scary Terry. So 
Is Charlotte going to be at that ninth seed spot? No. Charlotte is going to be very, very far behind like they were before. Yeah. What about Orlando? So, Orlando so may be there, but their spot. organization, Orlando's, or like what they did this see offseason is really weird to me. It's like they just got a bunch of small forwards slash power forwards, and they already have a whole bunch of them. I'm not. And they drafted, they, they drafted, who did they draft? I thought they drafted another big man too, didn't they? Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what Orlando is doing. I mean, they could potentially be there. Like, once again, they're going to be another one of those teams that's fighting for those, you know, that last couple spots. And I think the Bulls can be right there with with any of those guys, any of those teams at the end. Yeah, I mean, I I was saying I had them in there, but my brother wasn't so sure. Like, I don't I don't see it. I mean, okay, Markel Fultz is he going to play? No. Do we even know if he's playing? Because the last time I heard, mm-hmm. he's not prepared. He's not ready to play even now. Yeah, because I mean, you gonna you gonna take out uh, what's the caller that play him? Gonna take out uh, what's the old point guard for the Bulls? Uh, Augustine. Augustine. Uh, probably not. I, I don't know. I mean, who did they pick up? They I know they picked up uh, Al Farouk. Aminu, and like I said, that just seems weird to me because he plays pretty much the same position that Aaron Gordon should be playing, and then you got Aaron Gordon already there, who should be not, uh, Aaron Gordon has played three different positions since he's been drafted. It's yeah, crazy. but I mean, we all know that his best position is power forward. Yeah, that's where yeah. he should be playing. Like, that's where he plays the best. So, they just got a bunch of guys, and it's really weird. I mean, sure, let's throw Orlando in there, then his eighth spot. Atlanta, you think Atlanta's gonna make that jump? No, I'm not so sure. I, like I don't know. They 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 made they made some really good moves. They made good man. moves, but I don't know. I mean, I think they're Wait in the minute. same. Who did Atlanta move. get? Kim Bazemore from. Uh... No, they can't. No, no, no not Kim Bazemore. They got um, other buddies. Bazemore went to Portland, I believe. Yeah, yeah. he Bazemore went to in Portland. Detroit. Um, who did they? They picked. I mean, no, they drafted really well too. Yeah, the draft was really good, yeah. and I think they picked up uh, they picked up somebody else. I do that. Yeah, somebody is is just is Cam Reddish. That's who they drafted. They drafted Cam right, Reddish. Right, right, right. They and and, and um uh, DeAndre Hunter and DeAndre Hunter. That's like a great goddamn draft. Yeah. And then they really they signed good. Um, really good in uh, March. They signed Jabari Parker, and they got Allen Crabb from the um, from the Nets. And I think Evan Turner went there too. Yeah, Evan Turner went there. Evan Turner went there too. So I think they're gonna. They might be good, but I yeah. think. But I think like you know, the last you know everybody at the six because Detroit ain't no guarantee. No, <laughs> I mean I understand they got D Rose, but they're not a guarantee to do anything either. So that six, seven, eight spot is up for grabs. I think the Bulls are. You taking like, Atlanta's roster or the Bulls roster right now? The Bulls roster. Bulls. Oh God. Come on now. Like not, I said, I mean, it's not a. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's look. Whoa. Oh, let's yes, look. it is. Oh, no, no. It's, they it's, were back, injured. Yeah. Back that down a little bit. No, fuck that. They were injured last year. From 1 to 12 right now. You got 12. And Atlanta got it. The only thing they, Atlanta they, has they, going bad for them. What's that boy name? A lot of the guys are young. What's that boy name with the hair? Look like he chemo. Never mind. Let me. Let me. Who the hell is Wow. Who in the hell are you talking wow. about? Wow. Who the hell are you talking about? Wow. He got the bad line. Of, oh. 
I'm not sure who we're talking about. I don't either. Trey Young, he gonna take a step back this season. <laughs> oh my God, Trey! <laughs> Trey Young is not taking a step back this season. If anything, he's taking a step back. Line line is from the line. Line is weird. He got he got that Donald Glover joint. Oh my God, Devin has Listen, Atlanta is filled with a bunch of motherfuckers that look like they're missing chromosomes, especially Evan Turner. I don't know what it is about him, but <laughs> if I saw him in traffic, I'd be like, "Nah, let me let this nigga go around me." <laughs> Yeah, he was even. He you and Evan Turner, hey, man. Hey, hey, oh, they, their roster is dope, man. They got a good nah. roster. Ray Young, Cam Reddish, John Collins. They drafted DeAndre Hunter, who was gonna be really good. Uh, like the white boy, the, the, the white, nah, man. John Collins was dope. He he definitely busted the Bulls' ass. <laughs> well, that wasn't too hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one yeah. day. I crab. So okay, let's let's ask this: Are the who's going to be buyers and sellers at the trade deadline between the Bulls and the Hawks? Either. Yeah, what? neither team, neither team, neither team are no, going to be buyers or sellers. They're going to stick with what they got. Yeah, because they got a young team, and they just got to see what they got. Both, both, both are going to. No, no, no. If the Bulls get hot and they got some pieces they can get we're on, not about Chris to Dunn, Chris the Dunn. Only, He's a key factor in that. People have been talking about that for so long, and I think that's ridiculous. The Bulls aren't trading anybody. You got to see what you got. When when, uh, the whole thing happened with OKC, people were talking about trading. For Russ. Like, are you um, crazy? Trading Zach Levine and stuff. But What are 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 y'all talking about? What are y'all talking about? This is ridiculous. Like I, I, I like Russ and all, but I'm you not. You got I'm, Zach on a like team friendly contract at this point. Remember when everybody was like, "Did the Bulls give Zach Levine all of his money?" Like this is a team friendly contract if he continues to improve the way that it, it, it's, it's so crazy that we they people look at that contract and talk about how you know big it is. Like, do you see some of the contracts being given <laughs> out now? What does that get? 80? 85? Remember when they said it was, was, uh, was eighty five? I think maybe. Yeah, maybe. you got cash getting a hundred million. For three years, who don't deserve it and don't play nearly as well as he did. Yeah, I mean, come on. Well, Bulls gone. The Bulls gone. Bulls. We know that. Well, that means everybody's going to get injured. So hopefully they don't. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody getting punched in training camp. <laughs> we already got oh. the, the pre-training camp injuries. So. Shout out to the Knicks signing. What? What was it? Four power fours. Bobby Portis, Todd Gibson. Uh, Julius Randle and who else? Marcus Morris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just cornered the market on on power forward. So if anybody need a trade? Yeah, that's, it was like one of y'all gonna need this shit. One of y'all gonna need one of. Them. So we got you. Nobody needs Bobby Portis. I can see Bobby Portis on San Antonio making some noise. You know, I'm just fucking. I'm just fucking with Chris. <laughs> what we what we not gonna do? I don't understand your your affection for Bobby Portis. I don't look, get it. Look, Chris, hey, as Bobby, long as you don't turn into a pussy and start getting upset about Bobby Portis, we cool. Listen, Bobby Portis is a Chicago legend. You ain't never seen a motherfucker hit somebody so hard that he kicked their ass out the country. Look, Rob talked that. <laughs> Trump can't even do no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob caught me. <laughs> hey, 
What else y'all got to say about the Bulls, man? We got to move on. Yeah, no, we, we put our we put the uh, fire guard packs flags now for now. They uh, they they add big. No, I mean, they, they will come now. back. It's still fired up, dude. So they they, they finally had, they finally had one good off season, but don't mean they don't get blamed for you <laughs> like know the last good years. Hey, picking up pounds of salt. You know what I said? <laughs> like really a good bunch of bad goofy shit in between. You know what I said? A really good off season. Cool. Them cheese heads up north. Ooh, nah, man, we ain't be yeah, nice. we'll leave football defense. for another one. This is the we yeah. gotta get we have to get a podcast out. We're gonna get this one, get this one done and up out of here. So we switching to the end game. Chris, why you mad, bro? Oh, I thought you was talking about end game for real. I was about to say I ain't I, said I, that yeah, yet. No, 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 no. No comics. <laughs> this isn't the Delvin Cox experience. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, shout out to Delvin. Shout out to Delvin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go follow him. Go look at it. Listen to his podcast. Down there enjoying, you know, tax-free shit. Why are you mad, Chris? Why are you mad? So two reasons I'm mad. You always First got two. You First always got two. I, I woke up today. You know, I was in a good mood. Got on Twitter, and I saw crackheads taking CP3 over AI, and I just walked out for a little bit. Okay. Wait, that's a real argument. Just to play devil's advocate, what does AI do better than Chris Paul? Uh, Playoff success. I mean, but that's team oriented. I understand that, but I mean, we we give everybody else that excuse. No. Okay. I mean, I'm not taking Chris Paul over AI either, but you know, that's because fuck Chris Paul. What's yeah. the second reason why you upset? And the second thing, I, 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 why do people slam the potato salad? I don't understand. Do they, were they not loved as children? What is the problem? Who does not like potato salad? It is a, it is a cookout staple. <laughs> this, is what, this, this is what you're mad about? Yes. Yes. I love this dude. Rob, why you mad? Uh, well, since you're coming to me, and I'm probably gonna steal somebody's thunder. You but... better, you, you nigga. Listen, <laughs> hey, you, you, you'll, you'll talk about it in only a way Debbie can. That's oh, a good point. That's some bullshit, man. He makes a good point. Continue, Rob. If this was a staff meeting, I'd be hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he write him a very tersely worded yeah. email. <laughs> CCHR on it. <laughs> this is my this is my nice me uh, email to Rob. So, um, for whatever reason, LeBron is the most polarizing player in any major professional sport ever. More than MJ, more than anybody else, he can't sneeze without being criticized. The man is at his son's AAU basketball game, uh, and yeah. he, he decides to, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a getting this layup line. I'm, I'm a dunk. You got a bunch of fans that's there, partially because LeBron is going to be there. So it's like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll dunk a few, and you got all these idiots like Fat Neck, and, and anybody that listens to us know who Fat Neck is, who decides to go on this. Almost racially drive uh, post on Twitter about about LeBron and, and how he needs to sit down. And I just don't I don't understand 
why when LeBron does anything, it turns into this big, oh, he's making it about himself and all of this other kind of garbage. It's like, no, he's not. He's 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 being an NBA superstar. It's okay. Lighten up. You know what bothered me the most about that, Rob? His whole reaction to that was when he called, uh, what was that, Dame? He called him uh, Cap White. What does that have to do with anything? No, Cal, cool, Cal Kuzma. See, I Cal didn't see that. It's Cal, Cal, Cal Kuzma. Cal Kuzma. Cal Kuzma. What, is, what does that have to do with anything? A white one. Oh, because he just, that's, that's, that's just what he does, man. He's like, he he has a, a, a base, basically, just like our president. He has a base. <laughs> All right. And you know he, he's gonna pander to them, you know, to to keep his job, and it's ridiculous. If you went through the um, the comments of his post, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Fat Met, you're right. Basically, just saying nigga a bunch of times without saying nigga. It was like every mm-hmm. comment was basically just talking about how black people should right. shut Thank the fuck you. up. I'm gonna make sure to tell you what you're you saying. You know what I lost a lot of respect for? Marcellus Wiley. This man really puts up with this every day and doesn't do shit. I don't Shit, Marcellus Wiley is trying to keep his job. Period. And paychecks. But, but to think about it though, like, think about who else works at Fox Sports and they've never had them with each other because they you know. never seen him and Shannon together. You've never seen him and Shannon together because Shannon. I really don't like dude. He he don't fuck with him at all. And Shannon don't give a shit about, as we all know, he'll let it fly. Yep. And sh- it, as much as sometimes I hate the way, like, because he, he's not like up there cooning and, you know, jigabooing and shit, but like Shannon can do some, he has some moments where. But you don't like his, his, his backwoods and Hennessy? It, and it, like shit like that. Like sometimes it's I, just I, like, I, all right, I, it's, I, it's a little I wanna, too I want to reach through the TV and I want to slap the hell out of him. And like that. that shit like that, I'd be like, all right, Shannon, like, it's enough. Yeah, stop letting them motherfuckers in the production meetings get you to do that shit because you don't have to do it. That's exactly where it's coming from. And but like, I let it go a lot of times because as much as Shannon talks and he does all that outlandish shit, he is very, he's extremely eloquent and like the way he's he can he can he can let that shit fly, and you could tell that it's not. Written for him, he he lets it go. He puts it together. And he says it. So what you're saying is he don't need to tap dance. Exactly. You don't so, need to. Yeah. You a Hall of Fame? He don't need to. He he speaks well enough where he can just he can just drop his stuff. And Devin. Yes. Why are you mad? Oh, there's some powerful niggatry at work here. Let me tell you. <laughs> See? Jason Whitlock. Rob was right. On you. Listen, on you. Jason Whitlock. I just want to, I don't want to preach the word of God, but I just want to tell y'all about, you know, you know, Jason Whitlock and his uh athletic career, so to say. <laughs> Jason Whitlock played at Ball State. Now, earlier today, I don't even know where the hell Ball State is at. I, and if, if somebody told me I had to be there in 10 hours, or it'd be death. You know, I call it the life insurance company. But, you know, with that said, Jason Whitlock said some shit today. He said, uh, he said, uh, in responding to somebody else's tweet about black, young black men, black, black women as well. I think that's what's lost in a lot of this. 
black children back in the day, because I feel like when we were kids, this was more evident, not now. And I could run the numbers and show people that the whole black father not being in the household is a lie. Epidemic is a, is a fucking lie. But there are so many children back in the day that they would have loved to see their dad at any event, whether they play in sports, they're a fucking band. They had to play at school. They would love to see their dad just being there, just being present, whether he act the fuck out or he don't. Just being present means so much. And I really feel that it was a lot of people, grown men right now, who probably had some traumatic experience. So they had a flashback like, damn, I wish my dad would have been there, just like how LeBron was. Now, Jason Whitlock said earlier today, he's responding to somebody that was like, you're not thinking about the black household and how that affects them. He said... My father was a uh, was a factory worker, and my uncle was a gambler, and he worked all these jobs, and they only seen me once. Nigga, don't don't nobody want to come see you bounce your fat ass up and down the court of the field and miss out on that overtime? <laughs> that's 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 why you're really mad because you you mad that they chose work to keep your hungry ass fed instead of going to see you play. <laughs> I can't stand this motherfucker, man. And and it's crazy because I, it, Jason Whitlock is the black version. It, like when people say like, how did President Trump become president? Because he had an audience, just like Jason Whitlock. He got an audience. People want to see that shit. They want to see him, you know, cool and yeah, he's pandering. All fucking to his base. Just like I say, he does the same shit the president does. He has a base, and they're they're dumb as hell. And, and they're easily manipulated, so he can pander to them. Hold on, there, Hillary. You one step away from calling them deplorables. He <laughs> fucking is, man. It's, it's 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 disgusting. Listen, let's let's just keep it. He up. only he, he only does that shit to black athletes. Oh, he that's, only does it to and black that's what he doesn't. But he 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 does it. The, the, like he does it, and he thinks it's coming from like some place of like higher esteem. You uh-huh. know, like. I posted this um, this this post on Twitter like uh, it was either yesterday or a day before yesterday where it's like when a nigga is thirty years old, I don't give a fuck if you forty. Like it's different when I'm fifteen and you twenty. When I'm you twenty, you twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at thirty six, a motherfucker being forty one don't mean nothing to me. So you can't come from no higher esteem than another man that has kids and has his own life. Nobody's listening to you. You can't, you don't have no kids. You don't have no family. So you can't tell somebody who do anything about life because they've mm-hmm. experienced more of it than you have. Being in strip clubs and all the shit you do don't make you more, uh, you know, advanced. Wow. It just makes you a fucking loser. That's all that makes you. So that's what he thinks he's doing. He thinks he's, you know, basically big time. You know, mm-hmm. you know your, your big homie coming and he trying to put you on game or something. That's yeah. what he thinks he's doing, but you ain't nobody's big homie. No, nah, I'm an OG, dog. Shut your dumb ass. You up. not no OG, like OG OGs don't have to say they OGs. You just are. Whitlock looks at, at himself as some kind of OG. He don't, but he definitely looks at himself as though he's higher in esteem yeah. than the people that he's talking down about. Listen to this. This is what he said earlier. He said this earlier today, or was it maybe yesterday? I don't fucking know. But Gary Sheffield's son, who is. Look, he, is, he is amazing, an amazing young athlete. Obviously, what? we know who his dad is. He said the average black family has no person to idolize in the family. It's not hard to put together why 
we of all cultures worship celebrities to push ourselves to try it. I, you know, I hate that. I hate that too. Because that's not an African American thing. That's an American thing. That's it's an American thing. That's an that's, American thing. And we do and, and, and if for somebody like him who had a hero in his household at the beginning of time. He has a hero in his household. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had a hero in my household. Devin, you know your father? Yeah, I mean, like it's not as good as anybody else, but I know my pops. It's like I don't I don't understand the, the idea. Like they I think black you know, black people in the community need to stop perpetuating the idea that black men aren't in the black child's life. Like, and I think, it, you know, you have all of these rappers that come up and say, yeah, you know, my mom raised me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that's a very small fraction of the black community. Very like, small. If you look at the numbers, black men are in the lives of their children more than every other man, period, on earth. The black man spends more time in their child's life, and that's either with the mother, as in, in, in a relationship, or outside of a relationship. Every number shows you that. So we so, have to stop perpetuating that nonsense that we have nobody to look up to. Maybe yeah. you didn't look up to your fucking father, Gary Sheffield Jr., but I looked up to mine. So who are you to say that my experience is any different than anyone else's? At this point, between me and you, it's 50-50. Yeah. You didn't look up to your father. I guess he wasn't around, even though your name is Gary Sheffield Jr. And my father was. What the fuck is you talking about? So Jason Whitlock's response to that was, I disagree. I idolized my dad and my uncle John. My dad didn't graduate high school and my uncle was a factory worker and a gambler. I loved Magic Johnson growing up, but he couldn't touch my dad and uncle. We've been trained in celebrity worship. No. I mean, but that but who is we? Who the hell is an American we? thing? Like and that's not even American. That's a world thing. That's, that's bullshit. A thing. That's a whole bunch of bullshit because you can't tell me as a as a young kid growing up, he didn't have a bunch of posters on his fucking wall like he wasn't idolizing or worshiping these dudes. Get the fuck out of here. You looked up to them dudes the same way anybody everybody else, else anybody else did. Everybody don't, wanted to be Mike. Don't make it, don't, don't make it okay. seem like you 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 didn't look You're up so to these advanced. dudes. It's and, like you know, know people that look you were, back you were, on you were, life. you were you were taught differently. Like you you had some sort of uh, better upbringing than, than, than most of America. Don't you see how hindsight is twenty twenty? Because yeah. he's, he's retroactive, you know, retroactively talking about his life as a forty plus year old man, yeah. talking about what he. Yeah, this is how you are now. You can't put that mindset into a, the mind of a child. Your mind of a child was looking at all of those athletes. Why the fuck did you want to play football then? It wasn't Here's because of your father. It wasn't because yep. of your broke ass uncle. Nigga. <laughs> it was because you were watching these people play football. Get the that's fuck out. That's there. it. Here's the thing, too. Talking about. Let's let's. Here's the most important thing. Jason Whitlock is 52 years old with no fucking kids, no wife, no husband. Probably had a baby. Well, dad I don't know. He somewhere. may have a husband. But, he, <laughs> <laughs> but you see him now. He's trying to come from a place like you said earlier, Dre. Like he come. He's trying to come from a place like he's higher than his word is the gospel. But we consistently see. Him at, in Vegas at pool parties with girls with no clothes on. We've heard the stories of him at ESPN. Like harassing women. Harass, sexually harassing women. But you're supposed to be coming from a spot of, you know, like we should listen to you because you have wisdom and knowledge. Fam, you a fat pervert. And I, <laughs> I for, for our new listeners, I am a personal trainer. Shout out to Seneca Athletics. I, I'm not saying this to down people who are overweight. However, however, he has titties. <laughs> Let's keep it in buck. He'd be on TV every day with double D's 
and that damn and that lace front fade, lace front fade that he got. Oh, I, I, I don't want to hear it. I, 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 maybe we have some new viewers that don't know our history with Jason Whitlock, but Buddy is a bum. He is and only because he sought us out too. Like this he, saw man, he, he sought us out, and I in the middle when, of the night. Middle of the night. It was like two o'clock in the morning. It was about an idea of business. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, so now, he proceeded to say stuff. So, so okay. now he on now he on the radar. This is what he does. Uh, this this is this the quick uh, interjection. Uh, Devin, by the way, Ball State is in the great state of uh, Indiana. <laughs> oh, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> A trash. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. I think it's my turn to talk about why I'm mad. And then we can go ahead and get up out of here. It's fat ass. Fuck that but, nigga. What Devin said. I'm not going to say that exact thing, but I'm with Devin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Devin. I but, got it. <laughs> so my brother sent me an article yesterday, and it was, um, it was about an old school uh, Chicago reporter by the name of Peggy Kaczynski. And... Um, it was basically about, you know, you hadn't really heard from her for a while. I, you know, me and Rob went down to the Bears camp one year and we saw her and, you know, I was like, oh, that's Peggy. You know, but I hadn't heard anything from her or seen her or anything for like a while. <clears throat> and um, I think in 2014, you know, and the story goes on to tell about how, you know, her sister found out she, you know, she had cancer. She passed away. She was dealing with it. In 2014, she, um, after the, you know, the, I think it was at the uh, Blackhawks game, I think, uh Patrick Kane had, you know, scored a game winner or something. And after that game, she had asked him, have you ever scored a game winning goal or something like that, an overtime game winning goal, which obviously he did because the Blackhawks had won uh, the Stanley Cup off of a, John, a, a Patrick Kane goal. So Twitter proceeded to destroy Peggy Kaczynski. Um, nobody cared about what she was going through, how she was feeling how she was dealing with what she was going through. Just, you know, she made a mistake and she proceeded to get hammered because of that mistake. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, the baseline of it is that people just need to be more fucking loving and caring of other people. Like, that's the baseline of what I'm saying. But, you know, specifically when it comes to people like athletes, we talk about how that, you know, these are just people. But the same thing goes for the people behind the stories. Those are just people, too. You know what I'm saying? So when a person makes a mistake, maybe you shouldn't jump down their throat and find a way to try to destroy them. For years? For years. It's she 2019. Said she, would, she would post a, a random comment about a story or whatever. And they would and bring it up. They would still bring it up. They're still bringing it up. Years she after. said it doesn't affect her as much as it did then. She's finally letting it go, yeah. But she's, but she's, but she's finally letting it go, and that's fine. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because people, or because her job is to be out there. So every time you're out there, you have some douchebag, barstool, sport, fucking white idiot. Because that's who it is. And I'm not going to hold my tongue. It's you fucking idiots. And it's we're white guys that love demeaning and putting people down continuously. Especially women. Nonstop. Especially women. Especially women. It's like you can't take the women seriously in anything that they do. But beyond just the women, maybe you douchebag, idiot, barstool, sport, wannabe morons should take into <laughs> account that people actually have lives outside of the fucking sports that you read from them 
and treat them with some goddamn respect. This has been According to Sources uh, podcast. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed this, According to Sources. Of course you enjoyed it. I would. This would be the point in time when I say you can follow us on, you can do this, but really, you can just follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. There is no website, so you don't have to worry about going there anymore. But uh, <laughs> you can find us on all of those places and many more places where you try to find your podcasting needs. So, for Chris Late Ass, CP Time, Devin, Rob, Andre, this has been the Corner Sources. We out. Peace. We like the fat fuck. Congratulations, Jason Whitlock, on your new marriage to your husband. I wish you the best. <laughs> Y'all are ridiculous, bro. <laughs> Three. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.